This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I know there's a couple other good running backs in the league, um, but I think he's right there with all of them. I mean, he's a really, really good football player. He can cut on a dime. He's fast. He's hard to tackle. Uh, he can do a lot of things in the pass game, and they do a nice job of when there's two backs in the backfield, not just getting him the football and making the other guy the back, but he'll go block willingly and, and, and lead block for the other guy too. So he, he poses some scheme issues, and he's a very, very talented young man. They got a really good running game. Uh, they got a bunch of running backs that can take it big at any play. So we got a tough challenge ahead of us. We know that we, uh, we're trying to get to know our opponent as much as we can, and Corbin's a really good back. It's probably one of the best backs we have in the conference, I believe, especially on our side. We're up for the challenge. We're looking forward to it. We just got to make sure we do a good job. All 11 guys understanding where he's at and making a good, doing a good job of trying to contain him as much as we can. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington, and A. Klaus. That was defensive coordinator Eric Shenander and defensive line coach Tony Tui-Odi talking about the challenge the Blackshirts faced this week of slowing down Illinois' all-Big Ten caliber running back Reggie Corbin. And he's a guy, Robin, that hurt Nebraska a lot last year. Then he left that game with injury, um, but nearly an eight-yard per carry back. Um, he's going to bust a lot of 10 to 20 yard type explosive runs where he makes guys miss. Uh, there's no doubt this will be the biggest test Nebraska's defense has seen on the ground all season. Yeah, and he's not just a runner. I mean, what makes him so special is how versatile he is and the fact that he doesn't come off the field. I mean, he is just as dynamic as a receiver in the open field, and he's an excellent pass blocker too. So uh, he helps um, you know, keep the quarterback clean uh, when he has to and um, really is involved in everything they do uh, especially with that that zone read attack that they switched to last year. And so, I mean, he doesn't get hurt in that Illinois game. Um, that game probably looks a little different. I mean, because Nebraska was having a real tough time combating him and A.J. Bush as a runner. Um, and, you know, they still scored 35 points even with him getting hurt. So, uh, you know, Nebraska is going to have a lot on its hands and starts with stopping Reggie Corbin. I think that they can uh, limit Illinois' passing game uh, pretty well, but if Illinois is able to consistently move the chains and stay in front of the chains uh, with the run game and Corbin's able to get loose on a few, that changes things where Nebraska all of a sudden has to has to account for that and that could open some things open on the back end. So, uh, you know, I think it, it's no-brainer where Nebraska's focus is this week and is stopping Reggie Corbin. Well, I think just to give you an example of just how um, serious they're taking Corbin is Barrett Rood said this past week that uh, they think Corbin could be the best running back they face all year long. Shenander said the same thing. Yeah, that's I mean that is high high praise when you're talking about some of the running backs in this league. Especially, I think he's better than J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State. Dobbins had a, a step back year, so I mean, I, when I look at the schedule, Nate, I think he might be the best guy on the schedule. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I mean, that's that, that's really telling when you've got a lot of the defensive coaches saying that about Corbin, and so. Um, and, and he's not just – I mean, like, like you said, Robin, he does so many different things, and they move him around and get kind of creative with him. And, and uh, so that's definitely going to present a challenge for Nebraska. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, and Nate Klaus. we got to talk about this defensive line, though, for Nebraska. I think when you look at the growth of this defensive unit, it has all started up front with how Nebraska has routinely rotated in six guys, and they've all played at a very high level. You know, a year ago they tried to rotate, and and there was a drop off when certain groups of players came in the field on the field. You're not seeing that this year. Nebraska Robin is averaging 17 QB pressures per game, according to Pro Football Focus, at sacks, quarterback hits, and hurries combined. So they are directly affecting 17 drop back passing plays per game, which is a hell of a stat. 
Well, and you combine that with their uh, play against the run, I mean, averaging only 2.18 yards per carry uh, through three games. That's that's incredible. Uh, and really, we knew that that unit was going to be good uh, with the amount of veteran returners they had and then adding in Darian Daniels. But I don't think anybody thought they would be this good and this dominant. And um, really, you can't say enough about Darian Daniels in particular. Uh, we knew that he was going to make a, a pretty significant impact just from his leadership standpoint. But he has been a force on the interior at that nose guard position to where, um, you know, Northern Illinois coach after the game singled him out and said that we, we didn't have an answer for him. And, you know, uh, earlier this week, Eric Chenander said that, you know, he's a guy that's 340 pounds and can clog up the middle against the run. But then when he's able to get one-on-one blocking, he's like a 280 pound pass rusher out there. That uh, is a real matchup problem that, um, as Greg Austin likes to say, takes up four hands where, you know, the offensive line has to double t- team him. And when you have a guy like that in the middle, that changes everything. For one, it gives you more one-on-one matchups with uh, the rest of your D linemen. But two, it frees up those linebackers to where they're able to go straight to the ball carrier because you have that man in the middle just eating up the line of scrimmage. And so, I mean, his impact cannot be stressed enough. And, you know, paired with the Davis twins and his brother Darian and down the list, uh, that defensive line has been as pleasant of a surprise as there's been on the entire team. Well, I think it gives you a lot of hope for the future, looking ahead at the schedule too, and and more of what you're going to see in the Big Ten. You know, if if Nebraska can stop or slow down the rushing attack, uh, especially with a lot of these Big Ten West teams, um, you know, they're going to be sitting in in pretty good shape against most of these teams. And so, um, and and you're right. I think Darian Daniels that has really allowed the Davis twins to play their more natural position and. Um, it's just kind of seems like it, it's it aligned everything just perfectly for this D line and, and they've got really good depth and they've been able to rotate and uh, they're just in a great spot right now. You know, guys, another thing about this defense are the turnovers, Nebraska's defense. And this when I was studying the number Sunday, I immediately wrote this down. I go Nebraska right now, far and away, leads the Big Ten Conference and forced turnovers at nine. The next closest team is at six. Um, that's a significant number for the culture of how Scott Frost wants to play football. They're fifth in the country. Nebraska's defensive mindset is not about yards per game. It's not about passing yards given up. It's not about. It, it's more about forced turnovers, the yards per carry on the ground, and total points per game. And, and right now, they are doing an excellent job in those turnovers. Yeah, what this defense is predicated on is changing the game with big plays, and they've changed multiple games with big plays, uh, with turnovers, with tackles for loss, with sacks, with their third down defense, which has been really good this year too. They're actually getting off the field on third and long, whereas last year and even years before was it was a big problem. And so, uh, yeah, I think when you're going into the year, you would have asked, you know, how would you measure a successful jump for Nebraska's defense? Those are the areas that this coaching staff would tell you that they, they are looking in on the most because, yeah, by nature of Scott Frost offense, this defense is going to give up yards. It's going to give up some points to where they're not going to be up there ranked among one of the elite defenses. But what they do uh, and what they're doing is changing the course of games and momentum of games with those dynamic plays. They're taking the football away. They're getting to the quarterback. They're stuffing the run, and they're making teams operate from behind the chains. And if they can do that all year, Nebraska will be in every game throughout the rest of the schedule. And I think it's a great indicator of just how comfortable a lot of these players are now in the scheme uh, because 
Last year we saw them in, a lot of times in position to make a play, but they just, for whatever reason, they, they weren't able to make it. And now these guys, they are making plays. They're, they're breaking up passes. They're, they're you know, gaining interceptions, causing fumbles, whatever. Uh, and a lot of it is because they're in the right position. They're playing faster, uh, and they're being able to, to be a lot more aggressive. All right, when we come back, we're going to bring in Husker Online intern Mike Wheeler. He'll be in Champaign with us as well, and we'll take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. 